1: The Apostle John tells us in 1 John 3, 4, sin is lawlessness, lawlessness against the law of God. And when Paul seeks to demonstrate the universal sinfulness of mankind, he appeals to the law of God, whether in its written form as given to the Jews or in its unwritten form as written on the conscience of Gentiles. And in each case, sinfulness is demonstrated by the lack of conformity to the moral law of God.
0: That is really a very good working definition of sin. Hi there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse. And that is precisely what we're doing. Studying a series called Sharing Jesus. How do we share Jesus? Are there, are there foundations? And there most certainly are. Pastor Leighton Sheely is looking at the second of five of them. Man is a sinner. With the details, here's Pastor Leighton.
1: Not only are we guilty of carrying our own personal sins, but we've also inherited the guilt of Adam. And that's why man is a sinner and cannot save himself. Can we say that? Man is a sinner and cannot save himself. Well, if man is a sinner and a sinner is one who commits sin, what then is sin? What then is sin? Well, Wayne Grudem, in his excellent work in systematic theology, defines sin thusly. He said, Sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God in act, attitude, or nature. I want to repeat that. Sin is any failure to conform to the moral law of God in act, attitude, or nature. Sin includes not only the individual acts such as stealing or lying or committing murder, but also attitudes that are contrary to the attitudes God requires of us. We see an example of this in the Ten Commandments. For instance, in the Tenth Commandment, You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Now here God specifies that even a desire to steal or commit adultery is also sin. Sin in His sight. Sermon on the Mount also prohibits sinful attitudes such as anger or lust. Paul lists attitudes in Galatians 5 such as jealousy and anger and selfishness as being produced by the flesh and opposed to the desires of the Spirit. Therefore, a life that is pleasing to God is one that has moral purity not only in its actions but also in its desires of heart, a pure heart. In fact, the greatest commandment of all requires that our heart be filled with an attitude of love for God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Now, there are other definitions that have been suggested uh, to define or characterize sin. One of the definitions that I was told about when I was younger was sin is selfishness. And yes, oftentimes, selfishness is related to sin. However, that's not a biblical definition of sin. First off, Scripture itself does not define sin as selfishness. Secondly, um, some self-interest is approved by Scripture, such as when Jesus said in Matthew 620, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. He didn't say lay up for someone else. He didn't say, lay up for your family. He didn't say, lay up for me. He said, lay up for yourselves. Think about yourself. Put your treasure into heaven. And then thirdly, not, um, there is sin that is not selfish in the ordinary sense of the term. There are people who give themselves selflessly to false religions. And that, according to the Scriptures, is sin although it's not selfish. And then there's a fourth reason why selfishness is not really an adequate definition of sin, and that is because if that was a definition of sin, then we'd have a problem when God seeks His own glory. He is selfish about His glory, the glory that is due Him and Him alone. So selfish isn't in and of itself an adequate definition of sin. It's better to define sin the way Scripture does, in relationship to God's law and His moral character. The Apostle John tells us in 1 John 3, 4, sin is lawlessness, lawlessness against the law of God. And when Paul seeks to demonstrate the universal sinfulness of mankind, he appeals to the law of God whether in its written form as given to the Jews, or in its unwritten form as written on the conscience of Gentiles. And in each case, sinfulness is demonstrated by the lack of conformity to the moral law of God. Lack of conformity to the moral law of God. Now, this lack of conformity to the moral law of God is uh, also illustrated in, in some of the other words that are translated for sin. Let me give you just six. Here are six words we find in the scriptures. First one is trespass. Now, we're familiar with that term. We see signs around that, do not trespass. What that means is you have no right to be here. Get lost. Well, it is unlawful entry into a place you are not entitled to be. Spiritually, it might be seen as the intrusion of self-will into the, severe, into the sphere of divine authority. God says, get out. You don't belong here. Uh, Another word is transgression. It means a violation of the law. It it means overstepping the boundary between good and evil. Transgression. Another word is iniquity. And the Greek word here speaks of an unstable person, someone who's not dependable and who lacks personal discipline. The uh, New International Version translates the word as lawlessness, and the Amplified Bible includes the thought of rebellion against all constituted authority. So it's, it's spiritual anarchy. Iniquity is spiritual anarchy. The uh, next word is unrighteousness, and it has the inverse meaning of the word righteousness. In the Amplified Bible, the word is translated, everything not in, in conformity to His will, in purpose, thought, and action. And then the word, another word is ungodliness, and that word means impiety or, or a total lack of reverence and a disregard for God in life and action. It's the word that's used in Romans one eighteen. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, lack of reverence. And then another word is wickedness, and the word means depravity, lewdness, and total immorality. And that's found in Romans one twenty nine. Now, someone might say, well, Pastor, is there a comprehensive list of sins? Well, I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. And the answer is, is, um, I am not aware of a comprehensive list of sins. I am aware of several lists of sins, but I find that some items in some lists are not found in others and vice versa. But if someone might say, you know, to you, well, give me a list of sins. I want to see a list of sins in the Word. Well, now, you know, we're to find a list of sins as an example in Galatians chapter 5. Now, the answer to the question begins in verse 19, but let me start in verse 16 so you have some context here. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. Have you ever felt like there's a war going on inside of you? These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you're not under obligation to the law of Moses. And then the the question answer is found in verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results or what it produces are very clear sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of angers. Somebody with a short temper, selfish ambition. Dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. What is that saying? This isn't a comprehensive list. There's other sins like these. didn't have space or it wasn't necessary to identify them all. There are other sins like these. The Spirit will tell you if something is sinful. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Man is a sinner and cannot save himself. Can we say that together? Man is a sinner and cannot save himself. Let's take the two statements and we'll say the first one together. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. The second one is, man is a sinner and cannot save himself. And this is the glorious truth of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that God saves the sinner, that God forgives sin. I had the uh, privilege of taking uh, in the movie um, Amazing Grace uh, this week, and I highly recommend it to you. Uh, Amazing Grace is the story of Wilberforce, who um, was leading the charge to uh, eliminate slavery in the British Empire. And Wilberforce was uh, mentored by a pastor named John Newton. John Newton had been a slaver. He had uh, grown up in the trade even as a young boy. I think he started at age 14 or thereabouts. And he eventually worked himself up to a captain. And uh, the story is very, very well told. I might say that it's not entertaining as most Hollywood movies are with chase scenes and special effects, that kind of thing, but it's a really well-told story, very well done. But uh, John Newton says that he was constantly reminded of 20,000 ghosts, the 20,000 slaves that he was uh, responsible for. And um, John Newton was a transformed life, transformed because of God's amazing grace. And John Newton was the man who penned the words to that great hymn that has meant so much to so many people and communicated the gospel so clearly. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind. But now I see, mm. John Newton,
0: an amazingly humble man of God, who is also quoted as saying, "Although my memory is fading, I remember two things very clearly: I am a great sinner, and Christ is a great Savior." Sharing Jesus is the title of our series. This is study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you would like to know more about this program our pastor or church of the highlands we invite you to visit our website highlands.us all pertinent information can be found there and you can communicate with us there as well highlands.us have a great weekend and we'll see you monday until then god bless